I'm Dawn. And I'm Ashley. We would like to welcome you to the Work It, You Are Worth It podcast. Where two friends sit around and talk about healing, growth, and healthy relationships. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Dawn. How are you? I am outstanding. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good today. Good. Good. I kind of want to jump in tonight. I'm really excited about this topic. So normally I would, you know, we check in, say hello and all of that. But um, I think this topic is pretty amazing. So if you're good, we can just jump in. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So I had an experience um, or a discussion over the last few days about um, spiritual awakening um, with one of my sponsees. And we were kind of just chatting about what that looks like and what happened for um, each of us. And I thought it would be kind of good for the listeners to understand what a spiritual awakening is, how it happens, and what it, what that looks like. And um, just kind of, so we get, so we can kind of have an, everybody can have an understanding of what that, what that means. And I think let's preface that with a spiritual awakening looks different for everyone. Right. I was going to say, I'm not sure there really is one definition of what a spiritual awakening looks like. So I found, and I'm sure you're going to Google it as well. I found one definition and I'm, I'll read it. And if you find something, let me know if you, you find something that you like, but a spiritual awakening is a shift in consciousness that leads to a deeper connection with the divine oneself and life. I like that. Read that for me one more time. A spiritual awakening is a shift in consciousness that leads to a deeper connection with the divine oneself and life. That is probably the only definition I would give. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's so, it's accurate. It's precise. It is, it's, and nowhere in there does it say anything about anybody else other than the divine. And that's my HP. Right. It's, it's a connection, a spiritual awakening is a connection between my higher power and myself. Yeah. And the life that I live. Absolutely. I thought we maybe could each give an example of what, where are like one of our spiritual awakenings and um, anybody that knows me is going to know the short story I'm going to share. Um, what was your sp- spiritual awakening? So I've had a couple of spiritual awakenings, right? For me, I think my spiritual awakening has been more like a mountain climb. Um, and I don't know that I'm all the way at the top of that mountain yet. I, I, Actually, I know I'm not at the top of that mountain. Um, I believe my spiritual awakening, it's not like a one, it wasn't a one-time thing. It is a consistent, I'm constantly awakening to higher levels of connection with my higher power, with my spiritual side. Um, I would say the very first spiritual awakening I had was when I came to the realization that God could be anything I wanted it to be. 
That for me was life altering. I grew up going to Catholic school and then I went to a Church of Latter-day Saints, a Mormon type of church, Seventh-day Adventist, I guess. And I just had a very horrible relationship with God. God was condemning, in my opinion. God was judgmental. My God was not a good entity. So for a long time, I didn't have any good connection with a higher power. I actually had a very negative one. So for me, the very first spiritual awakening I had came when I realized that I didn't have to cringe inwardly every single time I heard the word God. I could actually find my definition of God and connect that to a good thing, a positive relationship. How long ago was that? That was, I would say, about two and a half years ago. Um, Maybe a shade earlier than that, but I hadn't really accepted it. It was about two years ago uh, that I actually accepted that I didn't have to cringe when I heard God. That's not to say that I don't still struggle with a Catholic version of God. Um, And it's specifically Catholic and specifically because of my upbringing and my childhood. Um, And it is specifically mine. But about, yeah, it was about two years ago, about two and a half years ago, as I began the recovery journey and I began to realize that everybody's perspective was through their own filter. And if my filter was different, then I could have a different perspective. So I just changed the word God to higher power. Um, And and even before I said higher power, it was just some sort of energy. I I didn't have a definition for it. I, I still don't really have a true definition for what my higher power is. I don't think that is an understanding that I have the ability to grasp. I think it's outside of my ability to conceptualize what this higher power is. So have you had, so you said one of them, which I said earlier, I agree with you. I think it happens multiple times. Um, It consistently happens every, like all the time. Um, I think we're talking about the major big ones here is what we're really looking at. What other ones? Like, is there another one that you can think of that you... Yeah. So there was another time that I was, gosh, driving in the car. That is my other place. That is my place. I haven't mentioned my other place yet. So driving in the car, listening to music typically is my place. Um, And sometimes I will turn the music off and I will just talk. Um, And this was a bad day. This was a hard day. Um, I believe I was fighting with my mom or something and I turned the music off and I just started talking to myself out loud in the car just losing my just talking and then as I did it more and more instead of talking to myself I started talking to God Um, and in that moment it was the condemning version of God because I was angry so that's who I was talking to. And as I was talking to that God out loud, I actually, I I, I actually felt the transformation in my mind, right? I was sitting here yelling at this guy and cussing at him and not guy, right? God, I was sitting here yelling and cursing and 
just throwing everything I had at my God in that moment. And I think because of the recovery work that I had done and because of the meditation work that I had done and because of the work that I had done from that, right, that three years ago or two and a half years ago up until about 18 months ago when this happened, maybe 18 months to two years ago, right, up until that point I had done so much work on trying to connect with my higher power that in that moment of anger and rage at God, my higher power was able to come in and go, hey, I still love you. It's cool that you're that angry. And I was then able to almost transmute the two into one. I still struggle with the Catholic version of God. I still struggle with going to a church and listening to a preacher and the religious aspect of the Catholic version of God. However, what I was able to do in that moment is take this energy that I knew existed as a creator and this energy that I believed truly wanted the best for its creations And I was able to put the two of them together, almost make peace with the childhood. I'm going to ask you for a third one only because I'm hearing something and I want to see if what I'm hearing is true. So is there another one? If not, that's fine. But I'll just tell you. There is. So um, the most recent experience I can say that I have had with a higher power was actually just a few short months ago. Um, I was on a cruise and during the cruise one morning, I I just got up and I went and I sat outside and it was towards the end of the cruise. Um, I had been waiting to see dolphins on this entire cruise and I was absolutely certain that I was going to see dolphins. I just knew I was going to see dolphins. Um, and I got told by many, many, many people that the likelihood of seeing dolphins on a cruise ship, it, it's just not very likely. It, it, sure, it happens, but you don't sit outside long enough, and the ocean is so large, and it's just not an extremely likely thing. And yet, as I sat there watching flying fish, which I didn't even know existed, the dolphins decided to come and play. And not only did I see one, but it was an entire pod of them. And the spiritual awakening in that was, I had faith for months, as everybody told me how unlikely it was. Even right up to like the cruise director and the customer service agents as we walked on board. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see some dolphins. And they're like... Yeah, you're going to have to pay a lot of attention in order to see them. And I'm like, no, it'll happen. Don't you worry. And I did not sit out on the balcony of the boat the entire time we were there, right? We went to the casino. We went to the shows. We did the pool. Like, we did everything. Right. And these dolphins still, not only did these dolphins come and swim by the boat directly beneath my balcony, but they stayed long enough for me to go and get the other three people that we were cruising with and have them come and look. And then I went and got my camera and I brought pictures out. And 
I can't tell you exactly where the awakening is in that, but I can tell you that it was huge for me. And it was simply that I had faith and my higher power came through. So, Ashley, what I heard, it was really interesting. Your your, um, spiritual awakenings were very... They were definitely more higher power aware in all three situations. Like it was very much of a, except for the last, like the last one, it still was a higher power base, but right. It was in your car conversation with your higher power. The first one was very much of a connection with your higher power and, and kind of your higher power showing you what it is. Yes, very much so. So I guess the way I would uh, go deeper into it would be my higher power has always been there and he has always, it has always been willing to have this amazing relationship with me. But until I was ready to communicate with it, it couldn't communicate with me. So the very first one was this realization that my higher power didn't have to be this condemning, judgmental, horrible thing. It could be whatever the hell I wanted it to be. And that allowed me to open myself up to hearing from this higher power, to seeing signs of this higher power, to maybe even beginning to understand this higher power. And then once I opened myself up to that extent, then I was able to finally hear, like like genuinely hear what the higher power was trying to tell me, is trying to tell me. And then even the third situation on the cruise, it, it wasn't the physical act of seeing the dolphins that meant so much to me. It was the fact that through all of this naysaying, I still had this gut instinct, that this, this, just this belief that I was going to see this. This was going to happen to me because my higher power said so. Like, I just believed it. Like, I just knew. My instincts told me this was going to happen. And no matter what anybody had to say to me, I still believed it. And my higher power came through for me. Like, yeah, it's just seeing dolphins. Yeah, that's all it is. But I had to be able to believe that my higher power would show me something as simple as seeing a dolphin in order to believe that my higher power would support me through harder decisions. So that's a great transition into mine, um, because mine are not as, as similar to yours at all. Um, mine are very, my spiritual awakenings were based around fear and knocking those walls down, that, those walls of fear down to be able to trust myself and find myself and 
then in turn trust my higher power as well. So my first true spiritual awakening was um, about two and a half years into recovery. And it's, it's not saying it, there wasn't other ones. It's just this for me was a very big moment. Um, I was the first time I was traveling by myself. It was the first time I was stopping at a destination and getting a hotel room and um, vacationing really by myself um, for more than just an one night right it was I have to fill up half a day a full day and another you know half a day of time and I was I was in Gatlinburg Tennessee and a lot of my life has been you know con- has been controlled by fear and I haven't I've avoided things just to protect myself which means I haven't I feel like I never lived so I decided in this trip I was going to go horseback riding and I you know we went horse I went horseback riding up into the Smoky Mountains and you know we were thousands of feet in the air and it was beautiful and all of that and I came back down went for breakfast and I was sitting at breakfast and I noticed this um, ski lift and then this like bridge looking thing and I was like well that's kind of cool I want to figure what that is and go up there so I did and so I went across this bridge and I was you know I was so scared and I you know I think I've told told the story in the podcast I know I've told the story to you but there was this feeling of wanting to turn around over and over and I I I mean and I physically did kept doing 180s and thinking I was going to turn around and people were chuckling at me and I'm like, you know, I didn't want to do this. And I, you know, there was this older couple that came across and with their little dog and I'm, you know, that like, okay, if I can, if that can happen, I can do this. If they can do this, I can do this. So I kept going. And then when I got to the middle, there was these, <laughs> it wasn't like it was easy to cross because it was the, now they came, came into three, three glass panels. So you had to walk over it and see what you were walking over. I'm very afraid of heights. I guess I should have said that. So I did, did I wasn't sure I was going to go, but I did. And I went across the bridge and there was a beautiful view. And then I had to come back. And I was so proud of myself in that moment. But I, what I realized in that moment too, was that I can do anything I want to do and I don't have to miss out on life because of fear. So that was my first spiritual awakening. The second one, or one of the other ones, was um, during COVID, I started kayaking and camping and really experiencing the outdoors because it was the only place that really I could go. So I met up with some groups of people and um, met a friend through CODA and we started kayaking and um, camping. And through my, and you know, adventures with, you know, kayaking, I would, you know, I saw some beautiful streams and rivers and, you know, that, you know, most people are like, there's alligators, you know, doesn't that freak you out? And uh, no, um, because what I've what I got from that and the moment was 
it was I was on one of the rivers and it was there was um it was a level one when it comes to like white water so paddling in a kayak downstream easy paddling back up in a kayak really hard to do <laughs> and I ended up you know we paddled back up and I was able to do it and I got out uh, you know you had to, but there's points you had to get out and you had to walk your kayak it was just there you but the water was so shallow there was no choice um, but then there was points that it dropped off and so you had to swim with your kayak out of it it was just this whole experience and there were people that could not do this and I stayed out of my kayak with my friend and we actually were pulling people through this experience or through this this these rocks and through those deep water because just because people kayak doesn't mean they like the water and they can swim so that was the second one and I'm not going into much detail after the fact I'm going to do that when I'm all done um, the third one actually happened this year and that happened with um, meeting new people um, earlier this year I wanted to I never really had girlfriends and I wanted girlfriends or I wanted friends I wanted people to do stuff with I should say it's not wasn't about girlfriends it was people I wanted people to do things with so I put myself out there and went to a meetup group and ended up meeting a people group of 17 people were supposed to be there three women three women which includes myself showed up and now I spend a significant amount of time with these people and all three of those situations I was scared to death but I pushed through to experience myself, experience something bigger than myself. All of those things changed. Those events were very, very important to me. But that's what they are. They're events. They're situations. For me, I had no idea those were what they were until I reflected back. So taking a couple of days, right? And processing it and really thinking about meditating um, quieting my mind I didn't realize truly what they were and then once I processed it then it's when it became very very monumental in my life so I think that's an important thing that I left out of mine right in telling my stories back it almost sounds like this moment of, oh, but it wasn't. It, it was never, even in the car where I was screaming at my higher power and I was angry. And then this sense of almost transformation. In that moment, it wasn't like this, oh my God, I see it. In that moment, it was dirty and it was ugly and it was sloppy. And it was only after I was able to come back and go, like you said, after days of processing where I was able to think about what happened with a different perspective, right? In the moment, even when I saw the dolphins, in the moment, I wasn't like, oh my God, this is my higher power. It, it very much took processing and time to see that that's what that was. After they happened, after each one happened, did you run to call and tell people? 
Well, no, because I didn't know that that's what it was. I couldn't tell anybody anything because I didn't, right? I had to process it. I had to, and honestly, I still don't run to tell people. The only time I share my spiritual awakening with people is if they specifically ask for it. Um, And that's because every spiritual awakening is different right? My spiritual awakening is mine. Yours is yours. Our spiritual awakenings are not even close to the same. They're very, very different. So there's not any person in the world that I can call that's going to go, oh, that's an amazing spiritual awakening because it's mine, not theirs. I love that you said that because that, yeah, nobody, no, uh, nobody's going to get it. Like, I'm sitting here talking about going and meeting new women as being a spiritual awakening. But it's, and it might seem like, well, you just went out and met new people. Yeah, but that, for me, changed my life. That, for me, made me realize what I was missing in my life. That made me have a better connection with my higher power in all of my situations to trust myself and that's doesn't just come immediately. I just thought I, you know, in the situation of the kayak and, you know, being able, jumping in the water and helping people was just jumping in the people, the water and helping people. That's what, you know, what I realized after the fact and through the work was I am strong. I am able. I am powerful enough. I, I can do anything that I want to do. I am a risk taker. So to me, it sounds like your spiritual awakening, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing you say is, was very much about you being willing, right? It was, it was about, it, it was about you allowing uh, how do I say this? I'm not saying the right words, right? Because what I, well, like, it, it was about you allowing him in, but it was the opposite of me allowing it in. It was because you were letting a higher power in. So maybe you had a better sense of self than I had of myself. And and I was struggled to let myself, my self-awareness, but maybe I had a better connection with my higher and a better understanding of my higher power. Right. Because remember the definite, like what we said, the definition is, is a shift in consciousness that leads to a deeper connection with the divine, higher power, ourself, and life. Right. Like, it's interesting for me to see my spiritual awakening was 100% about me accepting that my higher power wasn't this horrible, awful, evil thing. And mine was understanding that I wasn't this evil, horrible thing. It's interesting how similar and yet how different a spiritual awakening is, right? Because the similarities come, I think, in what we're going to talk about, what comes of the spiritual awakening, right? I think that's where the similarities come in. So let's get there. What is a, what is something you got or a sign that you were going through a spiritual awakening and what you got from it? 
one of the things that I got my, from my spiritual awakening was just this awareness that I am lovable. That I can agree with. That 100%. I can, I, I'm, I'm lovable and I'm capable and able and I'm enough. Yeah. It, it's that I'm enough. That was my biggest thing that I gleamed out of my spiritual awakening was that I always had this disconnect with my higher power that there was something wrong with me. I was taught in my childhood and I truly believed in my heart that if I just did the right things and if I just lived in the right way then God would have my back. Everything would be good and things would be okay if I was just Christ-like. And when I finally accepted in my eight-year-old heart that God was not going to save me, then I also accepted in my eight-year-old heart that there was something inherently wrong with me that not even God would save me and in regaining that connection with my God I also regained that I gained I can't say I regained it because I remember when I was eight years old and I lost that connection and I I, I literally remember making the decision that I was not good enough for God to save and that's why he hasn't saved me um, and when I came to the awareness that God was always there for me I had just shut him out I also had to come to the awareness that I was good enough I had always been good enough You've mentioned in a previous podcast, and I so I just want to say, you know, point this out. You aren't looking at God as the traditional God. Not at all. Um, you've said that. You've said God a few times, but that's not how you think of, of, of your higher power. I do not subscribe to the Catholic, Christian, Baptist, Protestant, religious version of God. I do not subscribe to the religious version of God. Nick does. My oldest daughter does. I do not. My grandparents do. Um, you will even see me in church from time to time. God is a word. The word God is a word. I choose the definition of that word in my head. For me, higher power, HP, God, the creator, um, this magnificent energy that I just do not have the brain power to conceptualize, that is God. That is my higher power. I. I the Bible means nothing to me. 
sorry to anyone I just insulted. I'm not sorry. Your insult is yours. The Bible means nothing to me. My higher power, my God, means everything to me. And I th- you said the Bible means nothing to me. You didn't say the Bible is nothing. You just said the Bible means nothing to you. Correct. The Bible, right? The Bible means nothing to me. That doesn't mean I'm not judging anyone else's beliefs. It's just for me, my my HP, and that's typically if you're talking to me, that's what I'm going to say. And people are like, what? So I have to explain. But he he doesn't, but I call him he, but he doesn't fit in a box. He's not, he can't, he can't fit in a box because that's, he doesn't have walls because he's ever evolving. He's ever changing. I can find, I can see, I can be with him in so many different situations. So he, his, what he is shifts, but he still is a, a, is an energy bigger than me. Yeah. uh, uh, Yeah. So the physical description of my God definitely shifts. Um, as does my relationship with my higher power. As I grow and I evolve, my relationship with my higher power grows and evolves and changes. And the lessons change and life changes. So yeah, it is, it is ever shifting. It is ever growing and changing. It does not look the same as it did a year ago, two years ago, 10 years ago, or 20 years ago in any, any realm of the imagination. Right, because you've changed, you've shifted, you look different than you did a year ago, two years ago. Absolutely. And I think that's the way it should be. So something else that I think happened after my spiritual awakenings, each one, and I think that's the thing, they have, they happen so many times, because I, I have to learn something. And it might not be about the event. It's just I need to learn something. And one of the things that each time has happened is I believe something different. I, I learn something different. My understanding about something is different. With mine being about me and very much me being enough and being capable means that I believe... I could do anything that I wanted to do. That doesn't mean I choose to do everything I want to do. I'm not going to skydive. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to skydive. I'm not saying some people shouldn't skydive. I just know I'm not going to skydive. And whereas me, on the other hand, right, I very well may go skydiving. Right? <laughs> that That's a good idea for me. But I'm not going to go swimming with gators. See? Dolphins mean nothing to you, probably. You get to see them all the time. Actually, that is not true. I don't see them as often as I would like. I still am a little kid when it comes to seeing them. I get super excited. Even if I'm on the beach with a thousand people, I still get super excited. And I clap my hands. And I'm like, oh, a dolphin, a dolphin. And yeah, so no, I just... I just love them. So I'm always going to get I just think that's so cool. I just, I don't know. I've never seen them in person up close like that before. Anyways, that's off topic. I've, I've actually been th- like less than three feet from a, oh a goodness, dolphin when I was in the amazing. kayak. Yeah. That's another whole spiritual awakening thing. 
I can't even imagine. Like, Nick tells this story about getting bit by a dolphin, and, like, it would just be amazing to me. Like, that would just be outstanding. Oh, you should, I would say, come down and go to Discovery Cove, but that's not the same. It's really not the same. So, anyways, okay, we digressed. Sorry. (laughs) I do that a lot. Anyways. Um, Yeah, I mean, for me, the spiritual awakening really, it has been about gaining self-awareness. It has been about gaining faith. Another huge thing that came out of my spiritual awakening was the belief that my higher power, it may not be the same as your higher power, But my higher power loves you just as much as my higher power loves me. And my higher power is looking out for you just as much as my higher power is looking out for me. Therefore, if I have faith in my higher power and I trust my higher power, then I also have to have faith in what's happening in your life. And that means trusting the choices I'm making in my life are the best choices for me. Exactly. And that goes back to last week's podcast, accepting others for who they are. Yes, and that is, gosh, that is such a difficult thing to do when who they are or what they are doing or who they are in this moment goes against the grain of what I think they should be. And that's talking about something completely different than what we're talking about today, because, right, spiritual awakening is about us, not about someone else. You see, even though you're, you know, what you said about my higher power is having faith and believing that what, if my higher power is looking out for the best in me, he's looking out the best in you, for the best in you. But a spiritual awakening is about me and what is changing in me. And trusting that everybody else is having their own or hopefully I would love for everybody else to have spiritual awakenings that doesn't mean everybody does right I mean I believe that if I work the 12-step program and I live this as a way of life part of that is having a spiritual awakening at some point right I can't complete step 12 without having had a spiritual awakening I believe I don't I think I was through the the 12 steps when I had my spiritual awakening I had worked the 12 steps what my spiritual awakening gave me was the promises I think maybe there was some sort of spiritual awakening earlier than you're seeing in this moment, right? Um, The reason I... There was, I'm sure. And and the reason I say that is because of what step 12 is. Just, right, step 12 is having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. We carried this message to other codependents and practiced these principles in all our affairs. So I just, like, usually at some point in completing the 12 steps, there is at least that very first, right? We may not have made it, let's say we're at step level. Let's say we're at level 
eight in our spiritual awakening now we've talked about three different ones each here tonight but let's say we're at level eight level one may have just been this at least for me this okay for me actually for me level one of my spiritual awakening was just the awareness that God wasn't the only my version of God that I had created in my head wasn't the only option out there for a higher power so if I look at what if I want to probably look back to what my very first spiritual awakening was that was walking into a meeting walking into a meeting and realizing that I wasn't alone there was a bunch of other people out there that were telling my stories in their own words so to me that this sounds like anything could be a spiritual awakening it's how I choose to perceive what is happening and I think we said this earlier it I think you're right I think it can be anything the the trick is the work that we do after it some a situation happens I can be walking the dog and see a shape of a cloud that I notice and I come home and I reflect on it and realize that was my higher power showing me something that can be a spiritual awakening and a moment for me it can have I feel like it can happen anytime anywhere but if I'm forcing it to happen I'm forcing something to change my life it's not going to happen because that's not the way it's not the event that's changing my life well so what if what if we go and just playing devil's advocate here right if we go with that let's just say I force an event let's say I force the spiritual awakening and I create it okay if it's the work that happens after that really counts then even though I have forced this or created this awakening if I am willing to put my heart into it and I am willing to build this relationship with this higher power does the actual awakening itself or how it came about does that matter no because to me the way I would say it is the situation led me to my awakening or to a awakening because I forced myself through all three of the situations that I used I right I was afraid in every one of them and almost didn't do any of them but I pushed myself through. It wasn't the event. It wasn't the, the situation that made gave me the awakening. Or it was the awakening. It was the situation that led me to the awakening. And how you responded to the awakening after. Exactly. But I had to do work to get to that awakening. I couldn't just, oh, I did this and now I'm here I am. Right? I had to do myself. I had to... I had to meditate. I had to sit with myself. I had to journal. I had to reflect. I had to have a conversation with my higher power. But I didn't go out and to tell everybody till everybody knew it. Right? It was a very 
personal thing. Well, so hmm, I think it has to be a very personal thing because there has to be there has to be self-awareness that comes out of the spiritual awakening. And that being said, at the same time, I feel like somebody could completely falsify a spiritual awakening and, and tell a story about it and it be not real at all, right? Like somebody could just make up this entire situation just to tell people and still gain out of a completely false and and let me just say I don't know anybody that's doing this I don't believe I know anybody that's doing this I am not talking about any situation I am simply throwing an idea out here because that's what I like to do with this I think or at least what I'm starting to think is Somebody could completely falsify a situation and say that that has been their spiritual awakening. And if they create a self-awareness from that spiritual or from that story, it's still an awakening because the work is still happening. They're still gaining the awareness about themselves that they need. As long as they continue with the process, I, d- I don't know that it matters how it happens or, or, or what actually takes place. You know what I mean? I definitely agree that I don't think it matters what takes place. But I feel like those moments that, you know, we're talking about, we, I mean, We're talking about a situation of being in the car, which was a very simple everyday situation, right? And having that yelling thing to an extreme of, we'll use the bridge, you know, my story of the bridge, right? Whatever, whatever the range of spectrum is here. I think we've got some extremes here and I don't, I think you're right. It doesn't matter what the situation is. But I don't know if I, I'm struggling with the somebody making up something to have a spiritual awakening because I feel like the level of depth we're talking about with a spiritual awakening, it's going to take something pretty deep. I don't want to say big because again, your, the car situation wasn't huge in like in monumental standpoints but it was a spiritual awakening for you but you went deep with it you chose right it has to be personal yeah you chose to take it to this the next level of understanding it it can't be a surface thing so I think that's where I struggle with somebody making up a story because how do you go deep with the story? Because that's taking somebody, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just struggling with it. I'm not saying I just like you're wrong. I just, I'm struggling with that. And maybe that's and it's just something I have to process through. Well, I mean, and I could be a hundred percent wrong, right? I'm just, these are just thoughts we're throwing out there. I'm not um, committed to it, I guess. It's, it's interesting to me because stories Like when I worry myself, I'm telling myself a story, but I truly believe that story. 
So I don't know. I'm I'm literally playing devil's advocate as I think about it and as I say it, I'm actually arguing myself in my head because I don't know that I subscribe to that. Um This would be a great time for listeners to send in their thoughts about this and share what their thoughts are on it. So just letting people know that would be you know, that'd be kind of interesting. That would be awesome. I would love to get some outside perspective on this as well, right? I mean Sure, making up a story isn't as intense as something actually happening to us. However, for someone who something actually like for someone who is unable to actually experience it, maybe the best thing they can get is making up a story. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think that spiritual awakenings occur when you challenge yourself absolutely I think you have to be able to feel your feelings and challenge yourself in order to have any kind of an awareness or awakening because I agree and that's where I'm struggling with the whole making up a story because I feel like I have to challenge myself and the only way to do that is to for me to do something different um I, don't I see that and I agree with what you're <laughs> saying. I do I really do. I agree with what you're saying 100%. And part of me also is like, yeah, but the it's the process that follows that like I could tell myself that I, I did for years. I told myself that my ex-husband was going to come and kidnap my kids. And for years, I truly believed that this man was going to come and kidnap my kids. He was never actually even considering kidnapping my kids. He was living in a tent in the woods five states away. But that's a story you told yourself. Like, that's... Exactly. And I lived as though it was fact. And I get it. But aren't we supposed to be living in the here and now? Absolutely. And a spiritual awakening comes from the here and the now. Absolutely. I I agree. I I can't... I can't... I agree. Like like I said, it's not necessarily something I subscribe to. It's just a thought process here. It is, and I like it, and it's but it's making me think as well. So that's why I like it. And so I keep coming back to it cuz it's like I'm like, "Oh, I'm really trying to like think about this." Right? It's a whole process. Sorry. <laughs> we got a little off topic there. Anyways, okay. It is. Sorry. Yeah, right. God. Um okay, so how do you go about having, I mean, I think we've talked a little bit, but a spiritual awakening, what, what are the steps after something occurs, and it could be anything, you're in the car, yelling at God, what did, what is it that creates the spiritual awakening? What are the, what are some of the things you need to be, to do to be able, so first, to get the understanding, sorry, I'm trying to answer while you're trying to ask, I apologize. (laughs) That's okay. Well, I went on forever about asking. So you know what I'm trying to ask. So please answer. So first, I I think you have to have a willingness. For a long time, I wasn't even willing to entertain the idea that there was this energy that loved me more than I could ever even imagine and was just unconditionally loving and supportive and teaching. And I just couldn't 
even begin to to grasp that concept for a very very long time so I think one of the first things you have to do is be willing right if I'd have yelled and screamed in the car that day and then just shut it off and never thought about it again there would have been no awakening because there would have been no willingness to have one um for me one of the things I think of is connecting with nature and getting outside connecting to you know my feet to the ground in the universe that that energy if I'm not connecting with my higher power in the things that were created he created I got that's to me that's a big part of it gosh for me that's so yeah. important too. I've got to be outside and I'm not saying I love I mean I love the outdoors I never used to think I liked the outdoors that was honestly that's something that came from the trip with the with the bridge I knew I loved the beach but that because that was a place of peace and serenity for me but I really through you know my experiences learned I love the outdoors and that's where I'm I find true peace another one is laughing and enjoying life well so I just want to jump in really fast because I know I've said this before but before we jump to laughing and enjoying life I just want to say there is actual science behind um, the physiology of the earth's natural electric charges um, reducing inflammation pain and stress improving body flow energy and sleep Um, so there is actual science you can google it um, but there is actual science supporting it's called grounding or earthing being outside in nature in what the creator created it's um i know i've shared this and one of my biggest things when i love i go see my sister i first one of the first things i do is if you know if it's not snowing take my shoes off and walk in the grass because it's 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 just a place that makes me happy i don't have soft grass here in florida but i feel so grounded when i do do that um the beach burying my feet in the sand underneath and that cool is another thing I just love to do and it's connection yeah for me it's, it's there's something about the water the salt water the grass I love just feeling the trees um, in talking about things that we need in order to create that spiritual awakening in order to follow through with that spiritual awakening um, we're talking about willingness connection to nature what was the other thing you said? Laugh and enjoy life. I hear live life on life's terms. Yeah. Just kind of being willing. Sitting here buried in my couch, in my bed, indoors, and just f- sitting in self-deprivation and self-sorrow and self negativity and all of that pity self-pity that is not going to create a spiritual awakening for me I got to get out and live life and enjoy life and laugh yeah I have to be willing to find the good things that exist amongst the chaos yeah gratitude big one um right I think if we can't find gratitude in our lives as they currently are we will never able to find 
um, connection with our higher power because without gratitude, there's no willingness. I keep going back to that for some reason. So there's one other thing that neither like that I thought of and I and I know you're going to understand it. Another thing that gave me a spiritual awakening was sponsoring. Oh man, yeah. That whew, man. Yeah, to just that on all the um, feels. be able to oh, see on, oh. Yeah. To be able to see someone else's perspective and to be able to have gotten from that point to, and grown, right, to have grown. It's like, God, it's almost like becoming a mom for the first time. It really, like, that's just this whole new level of growth and of awareness and of responsibility and of, right, when I became a mom for the first time, I just learned so much about myself and the world around me. And when I became a sponsor for the first time, it was also this whole new level of awareness of myself and the world around me. And talking through different situations and listening to sponsees' stories and and giving them thoughts made me reevaluate myself, made me reevaluate different situations in my life that I thought I had worked through that maybe I hadn't worked through as much as I needed to. If I sit back when I'm sponsoring and I, or I go to a meeting and I share and I trust my HP is going to, going to take, put out the words that I need to put out. That's when I get a spiritual awakening because it's like, oh man, HP, seriously, really? Wow. Just wow. I love those little, they're like little, I don't necessarily consider them spiritual awakenings. They're like little reminders like, hey, look, I'm still here. Look, I ain't going nowhere. Listen, here's something you need to see. (laughs) But when you notice those things, and I think that's the, that goes back to the awareness. It's a, it's not just these major things that we should be aware of. It's also the every little day things that pop up that I used to ignore yeah for sure it, it it is definitely like any other relationship if I ignore it it will die if I water it it will flourish and then for me the last thing that has been a very big spiritual awakening is doing a podcast with you that's a level of commitment and a level of awareness and a level of mindfulness that I have yet to encounter in any other aspect of my life doing this podcast never and never would I have expected it to be like I I say this and I know we've talked about it but like when we decided to do it was like hey do you wanna okay (laughs) and I didn't realize that how much I would work through in doing this just sharing our stories and having a conversation about different different things that we have learned and done and putting it out there to the world while we do it yeah right for me one of the biggest things I have gleamed from doing this podcast is an awareness of how I talk to and about those that I truly love. Because there's so many times where I'm frustrated or I'm irritated 
and I just want to throw the first thing that comes into my head. And being on a podcast, we can't do that. It wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't, it would be so inconsiderate and so self-centered. And I don't want to be those things. So I have to have this awareness of what I'm about to say and what I'm about to do before I allow myself to do it. Do you think the podcast and then sponsoring brings a level of accountability to you that is what really what has elevated your recovery because that's what I feel like I feel like I have a whole new level of accountability to I'm not going to say the words to let somebody down but to live my authentic self and be my authentic self right it would have been so easy to fall back into old patterns if I didn't have sponsees if I didn't have a podcast if I didn't have these responsibilities that I have given myself in order to maintain my growth I wouldn't continue to have the level of growth that I continue to see within myself it has definitely given a level of accountability and self-accountability that I was not expecting but i believe my higher power knew that I was ready for it and when I and I think that's part of it is like I'm just here I'm just okay whatever you want me to do I'm gonna do it not for everybody for my higher power is just opening myself up and it's like okay Dawn you're ready for this this is what you're gonna do okay I'll do it I'll do it as long as he tells me I should be doing it absolutely I I, I agree a hundred percent Well, Ashley, I hope you have a spiritual awakening soon. (laughs) Thank you, Dawn. I hope you do as well. (laughs) Listeners, please share your your spiritual awakenings with us. We would love to hear them. Absolutely. And if anybody has one they want to share with us, we'd love to share one on the air. Um, Yes. But I think that goes back to what we were saying earlier. Share the experience. The spiritual awakening is not the event. It's the work you do after. That's what matters. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Dawn. Another wonderful evening. Thanks, Ashley. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. We would like to thank you for joining us on this journey of self-discovery. Visit the Work It website at workityouareworthit.com to submit your questions and topics for future episodes. And remember, work it because you are worth it.